0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Uh, I'm Shannon Penrod, and it is the 37th hour of the podcastathon. <laughs> Someone's slap me, butter my biscuit, and call me. I don't juju I don't know what to call me anymore. But um, it is the 37th hour of the podcastathon. It is 3 o'clock in the morning here in Pacific time zone. And God bless all of you in New York. It's 6 o'clock there. And I know some of you, because people came in the last hour and said good morning. Uh, Dahlia, we're so glad to have you here. And I can't see who said hi. The name is obscured for me. But uh, I uh, we're, we're cresting it now. We're, we're coming around to the the, the the final push here, and we've got so many great shows for you. But I promised at this weird hour of the morning that I would do something that we've never done before. And uh, so I've invited one of my dearest and oldest friends on the face of the planet. Uh, I'm talking about Therese McLaughlin, and uh, she is uh, an amazing... Amazing actress. She's a director. She's a voiceover person. You are you are brilliantly someone who voices for the blind.
1: Yes. If you, if
0: you have had the opportunity to if you ever, if you have not done this, you need to do this today, sometimes you can get a movie, for instance, the the second Borat movie. Yes. Uh, for instance, yes. you could rent that movie, and when you, you can put on closed captioning, right, which we always in my house now watch with closed we, captioning. I have to watch everything. Um, right? Because it's, it's, it's the just old easier. people thing to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then we appreciate really good closed captioning, which you know a thing or two about. But then, every once in a while, it's a smart, fun thing to do to put on closed captioning for the blind and i really recommend it with borat the second movie because when you do the entire thing is done by ms terace i'll be set yes uh, yes. And it's hilarious. It is worth because imagine all the things that you see in the B- Borat. My movie.
1: sister-in-law loves to do that. As a matter of yeah. fact, she will find shows that that she knows that I narrated, and she'll they'll just sit and listen to me. Yeah. And uh, well, you're hilarious. But well, but for Borat, that was that I was mean, its own thing. Yeah. Because you have was,
0: to describe everything that they are seeing. Everything. Everything. That seeing, everything. So you know yeah, yeah,
1: that was. Uh, that was <laughs> It was yes. so much fun. It was a really long day because I couldn't stop laughing, yeah. so I would start to speak and be like, ah! and then we'd have to start over again.
0: <laughs> well, but, you know, and that's certainly not the only movie that you've done, and you do a lot of television programs, too. I do a lot of television. Too.
1: I do a lot of reality shows. I yes. do Survivor and The Amazing oh, I didn't Race. I did know you did Survivor huh? and Amazing huh? Race. I'm the voice of Survivor and The Amazing Race, and we have a bunch of... Um, uh, smaller reality shows i i wasn't a reality show person, oh but like when I go into the booth and I go into yeah. my job, I dive in, yeah, and i'm and between takes and between captioning, I'm yelling at the screen, I'm like, <laughs> don't you What are you? oh she's so you know and oh, I love and it. then between my producer and my sound person it's, it's it's you're having a good time well you have to well, but you know you
0: don't do anything in half measure, trace is somebody who does everything with passion and love. <laughs> so uh, everything from having dogs, you are a, it's a dog It's nice person. where you saying I'm a
1: little extra, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you
0: know, I, to me, that's the ultimate compliment. No. honey. Because if you're not living, and you live... You yeah. you live and you live well and you enjoy what you're doing and so I do. that is so if that's extra let's all be extra let's all be extra and can if we people all be extra? if people don't like extra then they get to sit at home <sighs> and do whatever I you have know, no knit, time
1: knit <laughs> and <laughs> crochet and you know what knitting wanna, and crocheting though is kind of extra too and is, and I'd like to be. learn to do that but. Um I w I would I wouldn't have the time. I'm just so busy with running around the world. I'm I'm ready to just sit in a rocking chair and knit and, oh, and only
0: do that. I know. Um I, I was just saying today that I it used to be that the word retirement was such a foreign thing to me and now it is not such a foreign thing. It's like a thing I daydream about.
1: I don't know what that would mean. Like I don't know yeah. like my yeah, everything I do in my life is just sort of just stuff I really like to do, yeah, so if I were to retire, yeah, what would I do? go sit in my booth and record okay, that's what I do right now
0: plus play with my you should say this too, you're an amazing painter
1: thank you yes um and this is a new thing that you discovered only in like the last two years, yeah, correct? and it wasn't even a pandemic thing. it was um I don't know what happened. But I just decided one day, quite honestly, just decided one day, I'm going to paint something. And I, I just got some cheap paints and cheap canvases, and I started painting things. And then my husband was out of town, bless him, because he came home yeah. and my kitchen was covered in yeah. little canvases all over the place. <laughs> and he literally he walked in, you couldn't see anything, like the baking counter. Yeah. And he's like, so is this what we're doing now? <laughs> I, <laughs> I said, no, it. this is what we're doing also. Did you see in my
0: office? I where, did where, and I
1: showed Marina too. There we yes.
0: go. Uh, and I didn't hang that up this week. That's been up the whole time. I believe you. Yes. Uh, I know. I didn't even mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. have to lie mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So anyway I have known Therese since we were in college but I will say this that it wasn't like we were close close in college. In fact it seemed like like we had friends in common in college. Yeah,
1: we were in this concentric circles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and it wasn't until, I think, and then after we left college, it was the same thing that people that I was really close with, you became roommates with. Like I was close with Christine, and you became Mm -hmm. uh, roommates with her. So you were always somebody who was in my circle of friends and always somebody that I respected and admired, but I didn't, you know, we
1: weren't close well, and you then, were like, you know, I was a, like a goofball, and, and but this is true. I'm going to get to tell my side of this. Okay. And I was bouncing around. We were in the theater weirdos and all yes. that was awesome, which everybody should be. Yes. Let your freak flag fly. Yes. But I was just bouncing around doing things. But Shannon, but you were, um, you know, you were like into it and you were like like well, I was, dedicated and did stuff. And I was just like, well, ah, I'm here for the party, you know. So it was sort of, I had, I was kind of had a little bit of a different vibe at that point, And I was kind of scared that, you know, cause you were more, you know, you were like a big girl, like in terms of like knowing yourself and knowing, like you were one of the big kids, like big girl pants and had like acting chops. And I was just like, Wee <laughs> but, uh,
0: but that's what it felt like to you. And, and on my side of it, um, you know, I was not one of the cool kids, um, but I was the one who was like, okay, I'll be the parliamentarian of the Blackfriars Association. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. You were uh, exactly you like big so moment. I was official. Yeah, you were like I'm one like, of the you big know, kids. You're at I was, Robert's Rules of Orders here. You know, I, I was that person trying to run things. You know, I was the president of the production formation committee. Yeah, and I was and, like mooning people backstage. Right, but but uh, you were this free spirit that was doing your own thing. But you know, and I would get cast as you know the third washerwoman from the left in the play and Therese would come in when she deigned to do a play oh my God! she would. she, de- she oh would my come God. in i'm not a monster was, <laughs> no not at all not at all but you had a life that was out i didn't have any other life outside the theater department but trace had a life outside the theater department and then she would come in and audition for something and get the lead uh that's true don't don't i like let's start naming right. rose okay all right she was charity when we did some charity Right. Mm. Um, Absolutely. So you and and you played Amanda in. uh, (laughs) Thank you. uh, In Glass Menagerie. So I have facts to back this up.
1: So in any case. But Shannon, you were always like somebody that I like just respected because you were like one of the serious actor kids, and I was just like. Well, you just were this. And I just never felt like I was going to measure up. Oh my God! But but you know, but that's true. I mean that's true at you know at 18 or 19 and stuff right. and I was like we're all... these I know I was a little afraid of the kids that were you know that were uh serious the, the serious rockers rules of order <laughs> Precisely <laughs> because I was uh, you know cuz yeah. literally I'm I'm mooning the people backstage you know and and so um, free spirit but it was uh an incredible time but then we did get to be a bit closer as yes. time went on and we became Adults, and both end of us ended up out in California. Yes. And, uh,
0: but I think what did it, can I say what did it? The sewing machine. Well, <laughs> we, we were um, invited back to our alma mater to teach mm-hmm, during mm-hmm, their summer mm-hmm. program, both of us. Um, I was teaching acting, and you were teaching movement
1: mm-hmm. and stage movement. combat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you are also someone. At in, that point, I was doing. Yeah, stunt I was doing work. a lot of stunts. I was doing yeah. some stunt work, and I was studying like weapons and. Yes. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Again, because I was like, "Well, that looks like, like fight fun. coordinator." Yeah. And, and you're
0: also physically someone
1: who is very adept. Yeah, at, and at that time, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm Coordinated. Just, I'm, I'm, hurt. I'm, I'm hurt. hurt. I'm. I'm. I'm hurt. I'm in a lot of pain most of the time. Well, because that's what I did to my body. Yes. My but, um,
0: um, but so we were teaching in the same program for like an intensive two-week program. That was kind of when we really and we, got tight, and we huh? Did that, uh, we did that a couple of summers. In fact, the summer that I started dating my now husband, uh, and you were counseling me on that 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 whole summer because I was like, what does it mean when he says this? Uh, and you were helping me out with mm. all that. So, um, but yes, I, I was on my way. We were both on our way back to Los Angeles, but I was taking the long route and route and stopping in Iowa, yeah. and I met mentioned that I was going to get uh, an old sewing machine. Uh, That there was a woman that my mom knew who refurbished old sewing machines. And, you know, they were, like, I don't $25? They were $25. And, and I was going to get one, and I was really, I was excited enough about it that I was talking about it endlessly, and you said, I want one. And I said, you don't want an old, refurbished, old, like, you know, 1965 sewing machine. And you said, you did. And I really didn't think you did. And even when I went and bought one, uh, for you, I thought, she's, she's going to think, when I come back to L.A. with this thing, she's going to think I'm crazy. But in fact, it was quite the opposite. That I, I love it. And I still have it, and I still use it. Isn't that funny? And uh, and you said to me, when I brought the, the sewing machine back, you said, okay, we're forever friends. You. <laughs> uh, you brought me the sewing machine. We're forever friends. So wow. that's how we got here. But then, uh, and we have been living in L.A. Uh, as friends, for more than 20 years now. In fact, way yeah, more than 20 way more years than 20 because years. Jem's about to be 20. Do you believe that? No. Um, and you were, I think you were the first person that wasn't my mother that was up at the hospital when Jem was, uh, was born. I was there on his, on his, his first day. birthday. Yeah, birthday. On the day. day of his birth, yes. actual. So that's that's how long we have known each other. And you were somebody who was there for me when he was diagnosed. Yeah. And, and was somebody, I've been talking all day about how you have to get rest, but you have to get get respite. Uh, you were there and 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 would spell me. You and Christine would take turns and so that I could go do something. Uh, when I've told the story many times on the program before about the, saying one time that a friend was going to come and watch Jem so that I could go have a few minutes to myself. And what I decided to do with it was go to do scrapbooking at the local scrapbooking store, and I always say that the friend who came to do that said to the other friend, "If I ever need a break and I want to go scrapbooking, please shoot me." It was her. <laughs> She's the one who said it. But then I also say that then you went on to get married, and you have kids of your own, mm-hmm. and you're Miss Craft and Scrap. You know, and you totally get I it. I know. Now. I know. You're the, the one that makes bumblebees out of rocks.
1: I, I know. Oh God, I know. I've turned into like Polly Crafty. I could scrap. <laughs> (laughs) Only is (laughs) when I'm sweeping the crap off my floor. Like, oh, look at that. I could do something with that. I should probably throw it away. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I'm very crafty. I'm craftsy. And you're also an urban farmer. Yes, an urban farmer and a beekeeper. Yes. And um, with chickens. I know. L.A. city living. Chickens and bunnies. And and your very own chainsaw. And my very own chainsaw, which (laughs) came in really handy because in the rain. We A uh, giant eucalyptus tree fell over in our yard, so I I've been out there. I think I want
0: some eucalyptus. It's, I think I want to make a reef. Oh, gosh. Oh, right? Oh, I have plenty. Okay, I'd like I some. I have plenty, place. yeah. Um, this is what happens when you know an urban farmer. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the Los Angeles area and you need some organic honey, she is we your have honey? connection. Um, so there you go. Uh, so this is how we got here. That is how but, we got here. And it was a couple of years ago yes. that as I was... Uh, I, well, the truth of the matter is, is that I had what I thought was a fibroid, Uh, turned out to be a tumor, but it was a benign tumor uh, in my uterus, but we thought it was fibroids. And somebody said to me, you know, um, that fibroids are unspent creativity. Who said that? I don't know. Somebody. But uh, (laughs) it's not, it's not just one person, but I think
1: Christine Northrup said that. That's like the last thing I would think of. I'd be like, fibroids, ooh. Well, they there's this. No, you've said that to me before, and it yeah. suddenly dawned on me that like I, I I didn't know who who said that or where I that would come from. It would have been from. Christine
0: Northrop, mm.
1: um, but there is this. It's out
0: there in in the the in the, in the place where things in the are out. blogosphere. yes, <laughs> where in the vlogs are. Yes, <laughs> as opposed that, to the in. Because ow. you know your uterus is a place where you create. You know, ultimately, you can create life if you mm-hmm. want to, and that as women, we're very creative. Right and now,
1: if, mine is actually just a dry, rocky place where nothing will ever find well, purchase. My well, mine, mine is that. now, too. <laughs> but there is a time and a place in which was.
0: it's the center, supposedly, of our creativity. And, you know, you can be creative and, and create children, yeah. create live bodies there, but you can also create other things, too. But it's the center of your creativity. And that things go askew there mm. when you're not living to,
1: to yeah, in a metaphysical sense, I get yes. that, but I couldn't okay. resist making a right. joke about myself.
0: But um, and and so somebody said to me, I don't know, it wasn't Christine Northrop who said this to me, uh, but they were like, so what unresolved creativity? What has been poking you in your back that you have? Or in your uterus? Yeah, or in your uterus <laughs> that you have not done. And I and I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do that show, uh, that show because I had for from the minute that Jem was diagnosed. I The only way that I could make sense of the diagnosis was by turning it into a comedy routine in my mm, head, in the yeah. clown car that is my head. And, and there would be little snippets of things along the way where I would meet someone and they would say things that were devastating to me. And in my head, I would turn it into some kind of a, you know, funny or die video or whatever because it was the only way I could survive it. At a certain point, right? Because the only way that I can understand
1: it and get my arms, but that's around your it. orientation. Yeah, like that's that's you moving through the world, right? Yeah, you will always, forever and ever and ever, been been so like the queen of the like self-deprecating isn't even the right yeah framework that we're in. You can, will, and do take a situation that feels untenable and and you know unsurvivable in some respects and you will tell me about it and i will be on the floor laughing because i don't know how to frame it because it is funny but because you will say yeah. stuff and it's and it's an amazing quality oh, and it's thanks. a
0: rare thing but I don't know how to frame it otherwise because I don't, I mean, God bless my mom and my dad, but it wasn't like either one of them came with a skill set from their <laughs> parents about how to deal with, with difficult things or strife or whatever, you know, like nobody gave that to them. And so they had no, nothing to pass down to me. And so as a very young child, I learned, well, if you can make people laugh about it yeah. and make yourself laugh about it, then you can breathe easier about it. So certainly, when my son was diagnosed with autism, I was like, "Hurry! I got to find some humor in this, yeah, or yeah, I can't yeah. breathe,
1: or I'm going to, or I'm going to explode. I'm going yeah. to spontaneously yeah. combust." Yeah. Was what it's I was like going to say. It's like that saying: If you come from a dysfunctional family, you you end up with them um, um, really messed up coping skills and a dark sense of humor. Yeah. Which yes, is perfect.
0: So yeah, and thank God for that because yeah. it is a coping mechanism that. Um, you know, hopefully helps you to get through. I was just thinking of all the other coping mechanisms that I could have, some of which I do have. I <laughs> do! <laughs> <But, laughs> right? But, uh, Whoopsie! Uh, yeah, I said earlier that, you know, because, I, I, you know, at a certain point, it's like, you know, cozy up to a cheesecake. Because uh. Uh, food, is, food is a thing for me. But, um, but the humor thing very, very helpful to mm. me. So there was all this stuff, but I wasn't doing anything with it. And I don't know what you and I went to... Uh, because I was talking to other people about potentially directing, but we went someplace to something, and then we ended up at a Zangku chicken. Do you recall this? I don't recall
1: Zangku chicken. I do recall us being on the phone. Interesting. Huh. I remember being at a Zangku chicken with you. Oh, wait. we. But this was after
0: we started doing it. I think it, it was that, it was like the second conversation. It was, but because, you were saying to me, "Tell me what the t- sh- you said." Let me into the clown car that is in your head to know because I didn't have anything on paper. Right, because it was, because it was after
1: head. we started doing. It was after we started working on it together because. Uh, where we were, like, because I would not know where a Zanku chicken was if it, you know. If, oh, and if, I know where every needed, Zanku yeah, chicken is. Yeah, and I wasn't eating chicken at that time. You know, well, I of eating, course not. You raised chickens. Um, no, but it wasn't even, I just, but, yeah. but, um, but anyway, uh, how that, that's how that started, where we were just. Yeah. But I do recall us being on the phone where we were talking about that project. Uh-huh. And. Um, doing it, and then you had spoken to some people about directing it, and then the yeah. Fringe Festival was coming up, right? Yeah, the and then it was Fringe like, uh, no, and then I think we were just, and you were like, I don't know what I not know what to do, and I was like, Well, I'll direct it. Yes, like, you're always so game. But you also had
0: a sensibility about, it, but and you also know how to push me, and you said, Okay, so start telling me. So what I recall is we were sitting in the Zankou Chicken, and I said, Well, what I, you know, okay, here's the first clown car, and I said. It's a game show, yeah, and, and yeah. that I'm a woman on a game show, and the whole thing is a joke on me because um, there's this phrase that we have about uh, a river in Egypt, uh, because that's denial. Bum-bum. So, but I'm So, uh, Casey, if you have the ability to play the the video that's titled Jeopardy. Uh, you guys can see... Can I what, do a quick setup for you? Yeah, it, though, please I wanna, I want to... Yeah, because yeah, Casey will need
1: a, need a second. Okay. Too. Okay. Oh, he's got th- Okay. So um, what I want to say to everybody, first yeah. of all, thank you guys, everybody who's here this morning and good morning. When I walked in and you all said good morning to me, I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but thank you for being here. And I just need you all to know that Shannon's font and fountain of creativity and passion is something that... The world is so happy to to have, because if we didn't have people like Shannon in the world, it would be a much, much, much dimmer, dimmer place. So when she wanted to do this project, getting her show off the ground, I know that Shannon's ability to create characters and create instances and create comedy and just create um, um, pathos and 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 empathy, and then throw it all down with an incredible punchline there's no one else who makes me laugh as hard as shannon does and it it, it is it is true you've seen me lose my mind laughing and um uh, so when she wanted to do this idea about the game show she was going to do all of the characters in every uh, bit and i couldn't have been more thrilled to let her shine forth because she's funny and like you said like she's already said if you can't find the humor in it it's you kind of. It's going to be a real struggle. I'm not saying you can't survive, and yeah. you can survive anything, but it's going to be a big struggle, and the, the woman like Shannon, and, um, and I'm sure many, many, many of you out there have found coping mechanisms, and I hope that there is some humor in there, because it will really help elevate you. So, Shannon, coming through with this, we're going to do the Jeopardy one. Yeah. It's, it's a direct takeoff on the Jeopardy, but she's brilliantly funny, and we had so much fun, and we'll after we watch it, we can talk about yeah. the process of that, having that happen.
0: I have to give the disclaimer though that all of these were meant for a live theater performance. Mm-hmm. The quality of the film is not meant for this kind of a setup, which is why we haven't shown them before. But we're going to show them yeah, today. Yeah, but it's anyway. good
1: because we did it in an office, right? we were uh, on a my shoestring. First, we
0: shot it ourselves. I yeah. edited it. It was my first time. Like doing anything at this time, time of night, probably. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but it was on a so. shoestring, and that's kind of part Of the charm, I get it. Think. Well, here we go. So, okay. go uh, on. Casey played Jeopardy for us.
1: Welcome to Wheel of Double Jeopardy with your host, Nero Typical.
0: Johnny, welcome everyone. And now it's time to meet our first contestant. She's a new mom from Los Angeles with a passion for puppets and fireworks. Hi Miro. I'm Shannon Penrod, and I'm the proud first time mom of a very busy two year old. He's amazing and he's the love of my life. That's great. <laughs> I'm just curious.
2: I don't mean to be personal, I'm just wondering, did you adopt? Uh, No.
0: It's just, you look a little old to have a two-year-old. Oh, well, I had him when I was 41. I guess that's kind of old. I'll say, did they hand you your AARP card on the delivery table? (laughs) Are you ready to play? I sure am. Pick a category. Oh, uh, okay. I'll take uh, a river in Egypt for 200, please. (laughs) The answer is... Lining up their toys, not making eye contact, and not answering when their name is called. Oh, I know this one. What are super cute things your toddler does? Oh, no. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) The answer is... What are early signs that your child has a neurodevelopmental disorder called autism? Oh. Pick again. Uh, okay, I'll take a river in Egypt for 400, please. (laughs) The answer is giving in when your child throws a tantrum deliberately rearranging your life not to set them off, and obsessively planning your life around not upsetting your child. This one is easy. What are things that you do to stay sane, to keep from losing your mind, to survive, to get through every day? No. No. I'm sorry. The answer is, what are ways that parents unwittingly reinforce their child's challenging behavior? What? Well, that's just crazy. Are we sticking with denial, Shannon? What? No. I'll take a river in Egypt for 600 things. OK, that will be. Denial for 600 The answer is Jimbory, the YMCA, Whole Foods Market, a laundromat, the Saddleback Church, and the Happy Family Fun Fall Festival 2006. What are places that I have been thrown out of because of my son's behavior? Yes, you are correct! Tell her what she's won, Johnny. You
2: have won a lifetime supply of gluten-free, casein-free crackers that taste like
0: cardboard and smell like asbestos tiles. And this, Autism Jargon to English Dictionary.
2: Bye-bye now, and good luck!
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, but the core of that was that um, you know we all those places that I said we had been kicked out of, we had been. Well,
1: I want to I want to ask you now, um, as the creator and as the writer of this um, project, what with those questions with Jeopardy? First of all, the fact that you chose Jeopardy was great. You know, <laughs> well, because it's the name of a show, and it's also what we feel like we're in. Yes. You know, Jeopardy. and and and. Um, so, what was the inspiration for that moment, like of, of those particular questions, though they are going to be based, obviously, in you know your reality and the relationship of you and the host? Because, like, who was the host and who were you? Well, in I was writing me. this. Yeah, I was me. You know, because I think that was me. That, that was I, you.
0: That I was the person that, and 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 the host was everybody, everybody who was right. judging me. Right, um, Because the joke was on me mm. that mm. I don't know if you recall, but um, it's one of the things that I talk about a lot is that I started to notice that there were things going on with Jem bef- well before we got the diagnosis, mm-hmm. that I took him to the pediatrician and said, I think something's going on. And the, it, and the pediatrician told me I was crazy, that I was a worrier, that he was fine. And then I told a lot of our friends, a lot of our mutual friends, the ones that had kids, well, and they all said to me, no, 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 he's fine, you know, you're a worrier, whatever, and then when he was diagnosed, do you know how many of those same friends said, "Yes, we all knew that, and we didn't want to tell you." Oh, because
1: yes. I remember you were, you were you were saying like, "Do you think he has right. autism? Do you think?" And yeah. and um, you know, and it was it was such a wild time because it was yeah. it was it, it happened slowly, but it felt like it happened so fast. Yeah. Um, but, but I, felt, the that every, I was... felt that
0: everybody knew but me and that the joke was on me. Huh. And it hurt my feelings so horribly to find out that people were talking about it behind us and being mm, like, she's mm. in denial. And oh. that was so painful. And we'd been kicked out of all those places. And that I wanted to create this environment in which it was so clear, but she's not getting
1: it. Right. And make right. fun of it. But what I love also is that the the Jeopardy host, which that was amazing, and that was me. Well, well we had a lot of fun shooting that though too. I, I laughed certainly way too did. hard. You're a great director. Uh, you, oh, you were tremendous with what what you gave. But so the Jeopardy host is the outside world, and they are somewhat in control. Yes. Um, but they're not showing you the empathy. Yeah. They're not showing. They're not giving you. That's what was so beautiful about. The um, just the whole juxtaposition of jeopardy, the word and the yep. situation, yeah, and then the fact that you're not getting the empathy, yeah, and that's the point of that is that was you at that time, yes, with this face. limited knowledge, your understanding of the world that you're in, and then there's this big, you know, this face on the screen, a big game, the host, yes, who's calling the shots more yep. or less, yeah, who has the information. And and isn't giving it to you. No. But it's just kind of smacking you around with it. <laughs> it's just what right? it felt like. Because <laughs> you dope, you dummy, you yep, dummy, you dummy. exactly. And I think that that is so telling. I mean, the responses to that piece, too, were really yes, strong. When we
0: would do it in performance, people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh. People would laugh and people would cry mm, and people mm. would hold themselves because they understood what I was mm-hmm. saying. We've got two more clips that we have to get to before we get to the, the top of the hour. Um, so I think that next week... i sh- forever. I'm <laughs> never leaving. Well, we have a, another podcast waiting to take okay. over at 4 o'clock. So the, the next clip that I wanted to show is um, the one that I usually... Uh, we'll take if I'm going to speak to BCBAs because it's mm-hmm. about jargon and about <sighs> alphabet land. Cause, uh, it's funny because a parent wrote to me yesterday and said... I've had, you know, my child is having a hard time at school. We just got the diagnosis, and we've had to take a deep dive. And they said, I, you know, I'm in, in the land of the IEP and the, and the BCBA and the, all the letters. And and so, um, and, and this, I had, you know, I want to say that I co-wrote this song with a young gentleman on the spectrum. Right. Uh, he did Jay, the music. Jay Cowger, um, that he did the music and helped me fit some of the Brilliant. lyrics I had to the music. Music that he wrote,
1: and and I wanted to also give an, an outside perspective, outside in terms of not being um, a, an autism mom, but being an ally. Yeah, it, that, the best way to put it. The jargon part of this, of course, uh, this was hilarious. And when we filmed it, and we went, you know, Shannon went for it, and we were just, you know, in for in for a penny and for a pound, um, going as far as possible. But my head exploded at yeah. the jargon. My and I'd been around, you know, this, yeah. we, we talked about it for years. It's I got into the IEP. But when I saw it put up on screen, the way that you did it, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. My brain hurt. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was laughing really hard because it was hilarious, but, but the message was this hurts my brain. This is. My favorite
0: comment of anybody, our dear friend, uh, mutual friend Brian Williams. Yes. Uh, said to me after he came inside, he said, I didn't understand it at all. He said, but everybody was laughing so hard and you were hilarious, but I didn't understand a word you said. And I said, That's the whole lot. That point. was the point. So, uh, Casey, can we show Alphabet Land? Mm. Uh, we'll take a look. I, I should have given you a bigger warner. warning. Alphabet Land. Alpha Rend. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, Alpha Rend. I think that's what it's called. It's, it's probably called. Like Howdy, and welcome to Alphabet Land. This is where we like to take a bunch of letters, stick them together, and slowly make people lose their minds. You got your I E P I F S P E S Y A A C. We're talking A D D A D H D to the S L P. The OG and the AP say the BIP ain't helping with the ODD. You thought you had an idea, but now it's IDEA.
2: Unless it's
0: ADA. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Why, we ain't even halfway done. Grab you some letters and let's have some fun. The LEA is talking PBS NGE with HQT. You're hoping for EI from the IE. FAP includes a PP and some RDA. You might be wondering where all these letters come from. Well, in the beginning, they were just a few, just so you wouldn't have to say big long words over and over. Then some folks realized if they use a bunch of these acronyms, it would make them seem like they knew what they was talking about. And then they could get one over on you, trick you into buying a pig and a poke. If you ever find yourself dealing with someone like that, you just say to them, "You get your BCBA in here to do an FBA, or I'll see you at the DPH." My kid has a right to LRE and EIBI from an RBT or a cat, and I am an MOM. <laughs> it's still so <clears throat> funny. I showed that at a conference where I was speaking at BCBAs a couple of years ago, and I, almost on a weekly basis, I get like five or ten requests, you know, are you ever going to put this video public? So it just did. Oh, please. So there you go. It's well, there so, it is. It's so, it's, so
1: funny, and you are uh, so funny, and it makes so, so much sense, and it's poignant. Well, I always say to
0: the BCBAs, you got to stop with the jargon, enough with the jargon, you know, put it down. Um, because we have enough to deal with with this mushogoneness, mushogoneness, um, wa- yeah, and that's when you're little. It that's hard to say. <laughs> uh, so, what time uh, is it? Uh, yes. Noah. And by the way, we're saying good morning to he- Helen. <gasps> uh, so glad that you're here with us, Helen, for this wacky hour. Uh, I want to get to the last clip, and then maybe we could talk about anything with whatever, whatever time we have left. Because okay. I don't know how long this one is, and we've never shown this before. Uh, it's the IEP. It's seven and a half, so we're, we're just going to get it in under the hour. Um, okay. And then we might have a little bit of time okay. to talk. But, um, you know, because an IEP is a crazy thing, and um, and I wanted to portray all of the characters at the IEP from the point of view of myself.
1: That was um, an amazing evening of filming because we went around and oh, and filmed god, it, it oh exhausting. my god it was fantastic and it was uh, and we died laughing we died everywhere. laughing and then we just we just died because we were it was so hard and so wonderful oh. but it was Shannon changing wigs changing costume changing thing changing accent changing characters and just the filming of it and we laughed so hard yeah and yet it was so powerful and it still is and we, and and it's really powerful because it's so funny because the funny is how ridiculous. This, this yeah. is. Well, and
0: I want to say officially, legally, you know, these characters are not based on any one no, single person. No, they don't person. exist. But there, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, but there were people never who came and them. saw it who died because they knew who inspired.
1: There's always somebody in our lives yeah. that you can go, oh, it's got to be that yeah. person. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure it is. Um, who
0: knows? And I, and I had some bones to pick. I had some people that I wanted to make fun of, and and you know, well done. <laughs> So let's take a look and at, at the, let's take a look at the IEP. team leader for this IEP meeting. I am also the RSP teacher and RSP stands for Resource Service Personnel. I like to say though that it stands for really super people teacher. (laughs) Some people think that the R stands for remedial or other R words, but it doesn't. So, okay. Uh, I think that we should go around the room and all introduce ourselves and say what our role is and... I'll start. I'm Mrs. McNamara, and you can call me Mrs. McNamara. And I'm the RSP, which means that I help Bobby with whatever he needs. If he is having trouble with something, he just comes on down to my room and we just work it out. And I just want to say that he is such a little love. You know, he just comes in and he is just, he brings his own little light. He is just such a special little boy. And I just want to thank you for letting us work with him and be with him. Because he is a really sweet, special boy. Okay, okay. (laughs) Mrs. Smolinovsky.
2: Hello, I am Katya Molinowski. You can call me Katya. I am OT. OT mean occupational therapy? We work job skills. Oh! He is good boy. He is delightful. Well, I'm Chuck, and you can call me Chuck, and I'm the APE. And contrary to what some of the chuckleheads around here think, That does not mean I'm an ape. I am not an ape. APE stands for Adaptive Phys Ed. Phys Ed stands for Physical Education. And yes, I have heard the joke, those who can't do, teach. And those who can't teach, teach Phys Ed. And those who can't teach Phys Ed, teach those who can't do Phys Ed. This stands for physical. Well I haven't met your kid but I'm the one who's gonna whip him into shape.
0: I'm Mrs. Edge I'm the Gen Ed teacher for next year and I just want you to know that he is in very good hands because while Not really recognized as one. I'm a bit of an expert in this area. I have two nieces on the autism spectrum. And, you know, I've met them like twice. But I talk to my sister-in-law like two times a month for maybe ten minutes at a time. So I have a very strong background in this area. You are welcome. Okay, so at this time we'd like to go back around the room and talk about the testing that we did and what our areas of concern are. And I'll start (laughs) Well, there's just no easy way to say this, but we tested Bobby to see where his skills are. And he doesn't have any. You know, he's testing about two grades below where he should be. And that's okay. We don't need to get all upset or worried about that. It just means that we need to lower expectations. That's all. Okay.
2: He is... What? Remedial No skills At four years old He is not eligible for any job He hits me and others Maybe he will be boxer Sounds to me like somebody's been going easy on this kid I think I might know somebody who can take care of that.
0: I didn't bother to look at the testing. I know everything. Okay. So the SLP, the speech and language pathologist, she wanted you to know that she tested your son and he's nonverbal. So, you know, there's not much she can do for him. And um, the school psychologist really wanted to be here this morning, but when I came in, she was crying into her big gulp that no kitten was like the size of New Jersey. So I excused her. And, well, her assistant, Mrs. Tweedledummer, well... She doesn't believe that your child qualifies for services, so she wasn't coming no matter what. But, you know, I think you can see that we've got a really good handle on this, and Bobby's going to have a great year next year. Did you have any questions or concerns? So, Autism Journey with Elijah said about uh, I think the first video, love, love, love this. And uh, Judy said about the second video, uh, love that we all feel that way. Love that video, Shannon. We all feel that way. And then Judy said about this video, this is every meeting, Shannon. You know the script; they all give by heart. You made everyone's day. We love you. Uh, well, I love you back. And this was my therapy.
1: It was. It was just shooting that. First of all, from the, from from my my yeah. perspective. Just watching it now, of course, I haven't seen it in a, in a few I years. I did go over the I script to, to, you know, refresh myself on everything that we'd done, and and um, the, the shooting it. As you can see, we did that all in one night, yeah, right? It was one, crazy. and and it was all the costume changes and everything. But Shannon had so many; these characters were so specific and so so specific yet so broad. Yeah, um, that it, that I think that's the joy of how it can speak to everybody again. Using you know using the over the top comedy but then as you you find out that you hear these exact words and when we got to the PE instructor which I could never get through without <laughs> losing my mind just could not and then we um, uh, but that's how it was
0: yeah well but that
1: could be yeah. how you know for yeah, you really? in those moments yes uh, and how it can be for a parent when there is just no recognition that their child has needs and the, the, the people yeah. that are supposed to be there to meet their needs when you're in need Yeah, are 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 in this dramatization, are um, more than incompetent. You're afraid they're going to wreck your kid. Yeah, Um, there was the APE teacher that uh, in an IEP,
0: um, he asked if he could be excused, and I said yes. And I said I called him a tool. It was hilarious because because the person who was running the IEP <laughs> meeting, like I, I just was like, yeah, we don't need you. You're a tool. You can go. Oh. and Because I couldn't contain it. I usually try to be so nice in an IEP meeting. But the person who was running the meeting went <laughs> because she couldn't contain it. Well- and, um, you
1: know, sometimes you, know, you got to call a spade, yeah. a spade a spade, a tool a tool.
0: And there was, and the and the big gulp, like, there were all these little things that are the person crying into their big gulp, there was a person. The like, size
1: of New Jersey,
0: uh, is oh I, my mean, God. I'm not, I mean, I'm, really. not, I'm not kidding you. This no. person and who would always cry and have their this giant. Ginorm- it would be a two fisted thing to be able to lift it and carry it. You can't and she make would make that stuff and up, and she would bring it to the IEP meeting, and she was constantly <sighs> crying into her giant big. Called, I, and I, I was like, I have to put this in you there. See, that's somehow. the
1: thing about those moments of, of, of comedy all, where it meets, you know, where yeah. it meets real life. Is you, when we say you can't make that stuff up, you can't make, that, can't stuff make up, that stuff but up. But when you see it, you know that, oh. that. you look at a moment, you go, that's gonna go someplace <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I'm gonna lock it away, and yes. one day. And the going clown to come car. back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Car.
0: The other thing that obviously, you know, we're not going to show you the whole show, there, but there were lots of mom. It's because it's called the Autism Monologues. Yes. There were lots of monologues, and and well, other. I want to say
1: it more slowly though. It is the Autism Mama Logs. Yes. So the the word monologues is suited yeah. to exactly what it was. Mama.
0: But a, but a lot of it was one of the things that I do and I still do and I always did it was I write letters. I was just and, thinking about that, and I was yeah. hoping
1: we could bring up... You don't happen to have No, no,
0: no, because no, 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 I can't. Okay. I mean, the language, we can't do it here either. Um, but I, w- you know, if I'm upset with someone, I will start writing letters to them. And I'll start with the most incendiary language that I can think of. It was fantastic. Of, the worst, most horrible things you could ever say to somebody. And then I sort of work back from that. And, until, and you know, I, I never send these letters. I swear, someday I want to do a show and, and title it Letters Unsent and just read all of the letters. You all heard it? Um, I Everybody? know. Everybody? But um, because there are some, and I have a file you mentioned cabinet. mentioned that before. I have a file cabinet of these letters and they're hilarious. I need a couple of people to die before I can do this.
1: Because they don't have to see it. We don't have to tell anybody. You know, but
0: anyway, but I wrote some letters. I, well, and, I got a and, guy. And, and <laughs> uh, one of the letters that was particularly poignant for me was a letter that I wrote to autism, um, and that mm. that was a huge. And and I read that. There's a letter that I wrote to um, some of the special ed people <sighs> that is scathing.
1: Faya. Yeah. I mean, it was and uh, watching. And here we have you know our beautiful and lovely and incredibly talented woman sitting here with her pearl necklaces yes sitting a reading nice these person. letters that like it made a sailor oh, blush yes and it was a <laughs> yes. thing of beauty
0: and it was and it helped me because mm. because i wrote there was i wrote a sentence once i was so mad i came home from an iep <laughs> meeting and i was vibrating i was so mad and i wrote a sentence that was the worst sentence that i could ever imagine in my life and and i just you know and i wrote it and then the second it was on the page and i looked at it and i went. <laughs> oh, and I burst into this, you know, gales of laughter because it made it hilarious, and then I didn't have to be angry all day. Mm. And this is how I coped. Mm. So I don't know. Sometimes, uh, you know, we we say that we want to go and film the whole thing at
1: some point. We got to find the. time I actually to do really that. think that we need to make the time to do that. We um, do because it's we we took it on the road. We did. for a little while. We, we went. Did. Um, we went to the northwest, and yes, where did we go? We went places. We went. We places. went to places. Uh, and, we, and then the
0: pandemic came. Yeah.
1: And your husband was diagnosed and, um, with colon cancer. Yes. And he is fine. Thank he you. He is. And thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, so get that check done, people. Get that done. Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: but there were things that were more important than what we
1: that were That were more critical at that time. Yes. Right. Things that were out of our control. However, um, we, we did go on the road and that was a, that was a lot of fun. There were a lot of, yeah. it was also kind of wacky because we didn't know what what staging we'd be in oh if goodness. we were in a stage? We were in,
0: in so many different theaters and yeah. buildings, and, and, uh, and you're doing and... your
1: presentation. She'd Ooh. have to do all these presentations throughout the day, and then do then finish the day with a show, and then maybe another presentation. And there are places where like in a it, it, like a wide open room with like floor to ceiling glass, yeah. and I'm running around taping paper up Making to try and make it and dark and a, for yeah. the film. Um, but it was that's amazing. what we you have were to do. It you know, is. Know, we were amazing, and, and it was such a great time, but that's what we do. Well, we're
0: totally out of time here, but mm-hmm. I want to thank all of you for being here with us. I want to thank Therese for coming in at this un, un, unhealthy uh, hour of the morning. Anytime, but any day,
1: any place, any planet, so awesome. any time dimension, uh, time
0: zone, or anything. But we hope of, we've made you laugh. We hope we've, uh, you know... Made you feel like you're not alone in this. Uh, I have to say that the SJ Child Show is coming up, and she is going to be featuring the Global Autism Project. They're going to be talking about autism in different places around the world. Fantastic. Like, think about what it's like for people in Ukraine or fleeing Ukraine. Mm. Um, and and yeah, maybe those, how those you needs can, don't stop. Right, and maybe how you can help and support as well. We've got several more hours of this podcastathon. Don't forget that you can make donations uh, in the last hour, which happened at 10 o'clock this morning, if we raise $5,000, Dr. Grampiche is going to shave my head bald on the air. So make your donations now. Let's turn it over to the SJ Child Show. If you found anything helpful in this video, please give us a like. In fact, make sure that you smash that subscribe button on YouTube and give us a like on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram for important updates. And please download our free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. See you next time.